Hey there, I'm Paul Lighting. You're listening to Elo Governor, the podcast. Instead of Elo Governor of the Podcast, I'm Abdullah. Sam, hi. hi. And we got another movie episode for you, but this time there's a twist. We're going to be talking about three movies. Made by one actor. Starring, starring one actor. Starring, yeah, starring one actor. All right, fine, and, uh, and the actor we chose was, uh, of course, uh, Gary Daniels. And the reason for that is a while ago when we were talking about... Well, did we talk about this on a podcast? I don't think we did, but like yeah, when... Yeah, I think we did. I think we did. That we were going to well, plan a Gary Daniels movie month because he was about to be Perry Kirby. Or was that... Or was... I don't think it was recorded or some shit. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But but the long story short, um, we were talking about crappy ad- anime live action adaptations and Fist of the North Star came up. And I was kind of wondering, oh, what poor guy did they get to play the main character in that? And I was like, oh, it's Gary Daniels. I looked him up, and I'm like, oh, this guy seems like an interesting um, action star. Let's see if I can, you know, Pierre Kirby him, you know, give him some attention or something. Oh, yeah. So we went on a quest to find three Gary Daniels movies. And I'm not going to lie, it was a pain in the ass. It really was, trying to find... Gary yeah. Daniels movies. <laughs> there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of Gary Daniels movies that were obviously the bad, obviously bad ones, like the Tekken when he played as Brian Fury, and then Tekken Two Kazuya's Revenge, which is not a Tekken movie, playing some guy that is supposed to be Brian Fury or some shit. I don't know. Uh, so so what happened was, um, I I said okay, the rule is we're gonna have three movies. And we're going to review each one of them, and we're going to talk about each one of them separately. And um, we looked over his catalog of movies, and trust me, there was a lot of obscure shit that I I wasn't going to end up watching. And I tried watching, what was it, Misfire and Forced to Fight. Those are two terrible fucking movies that I could not not watch. Because I'm like, oh, Forced to Fight is basically your typical shitty shot on shit video movie about, uh, you know, Gary Daniels and his brother. And it was like, oh, his brother's involved in an illegal fighting tournament. And he has to, he has to fight and all this other bullshit. And I'm like, God damn, <laughs> I'm not watching this shit. <laughs> I actually watched um, his first leading movie, which is named Final Reprisal. I finally downloaded after like a couple of days of really slow, unorthodox means of downloading this shit. Florence, and I found out that the entire movie is set in the Philippines. He apparently Daniel Delos plays a quote a ex marine that had a gay boyfriend, and then he killed, and then he, and then and then somehow they killed the 
they killed the commander's daughter, and then they out for revenge, all that shit. It was so mind-bogglingly bad in a way that they're, I can tell they're all just, like, playing. They're just, like, shooting guns at rat, uh, shooting guns, and there's, like, backward effects. There's no bullets. There's no firing. It's just... So I can expect they were all just LARPing in there, which I admit it was just really hilarious. And I tried it's, watching Miss, and I tried watching Misfire, but then I'm like, holy shit! It was, it, it literally was shot. If you watch Misfire, you can tell it was shot in like a week in Mexico, because it looks like absolute shit. And I'm like, I'm not watching this. I'm sorry. <laughs> this looks terrible, even by my standards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Abdullah, what movies did we watch? Well, the first movie we're going to talk about is Gary Daniels' most mainstream movie role, and that is Fist of the North Star. Yay. I hate this movie so much. So much. He 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 blamed me for giving him the idea of of recommending me Fist of, of recommending him Fist of the North Star. Once again, I'm really sorry. <laughs> Like, uh, I, okay, I don't know anything about the manga or anime, and I really don't give a shit, but as an action movie, this movie is just terrible. It is god-awful, it is terrible, it's, it makes Dragon Ball Evolution watchable. Uh, yeah, um, the thing about this movie is, um, this movie try so hard to be like the earlier version of Dragon Ball Evolution, you know, making it for the Western audiences. But the thing is, it's so obscure. It's like no one talks about this. No one makes too much controversy about this. And you kind of believe, you kind of think maybe it's because, you know, this, it's shot in like the 90s where the internet's not a pop, internet doesn't give you too much information and all that shit. Like, I can, if this is an art star, is like premiering like in the 2000s i think it would cause a massive shift storm it would have been worse than the last airbender and dragon ball evolution combined it would, and, it, would and, what, really- and what and what pisses me off is is that as a b movie this it, it has like the ultimate b movie cast you got like gary daniels you got downtown julie brown Mike, malcolm mcdowell and fucking dante frisco God damn. Yeah. Yeah, no. like you have all these and and Big Bad Va- Big Bad Vader from, you know, wrestling and and you're kind of like, wow, it has the best B-movie cast ever and it's just so shitty. It's just so fucking shitty. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, the entire the entire movie has has a lot of potential. I mean, you but then it went the Mortal Kombat route. They made the most are looking scenes PG thirteen every every moment that we all wanted like bl- heads bursting or or bodies ripping apart out of, out of you know you know at the, 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 there was a lack of and that disappointed me so much because that was the that was the trademark why would you I, trademark? I think I think the problem was they shot an R-rated movie, but then they said make it PG-13 so more people can see it. Because you watch the movie and you can tell they edited it down from a hard R to a PG-13. Yeah, you can tell because there is a scene where the bad guy beats up a guy and and his and he starts bleeding heavily from his wounds, and I'm like, oh wow, shit, that's kind of hard hard R-rated stuff. But it was cut down, and 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 and, and, and in another scene. 
scene, you see um, a, a, a what was it? A guy getting shot in the, in the stomach, and it's really brutal for a PG-13 because you know in PG-13 movies, when they when when they get shot, you don't see a lot of blood, but in this one, you see you you actually see a guy getting shot, and and him getting a really bad uh, battle wound. And that's the thing. You were expecting Fist of the Goddamn North Star. It was a very fucking brutal anime. Um. Brutal anime slash manga, and you know it's kind. Of, it'll just end up like the Mortal Kombat movies. It's like everything just tones on the PG thirteen, and that's like no, no, you can't do that. Stick to your guns, and that's what actually disappointed me with the entire thing. It was PG thirteen, and there's no guts. There's no awesome practical effects. Actually, I would expect a lot of practical effects from this. I mean, ever. Ricky O, man, Ricky O, god damn it. Their movie was cool because of that practical effects, okay? I did love Itchy the Killer, if you haven't seen that. That had a lot of brutal practical effects in that. Yeah, I know. That was that. <laughs> oh, my God. I kind of... I forgot. Takashi Miike or something? Is it Takashi Miike, the director? Yeah, I think. Oh, oh, Old Boy. God damn, I want to see Old Boy again. That was a fantastic fucking movie. Yeah. And that was the thing. You can... Fist of North Star has the great potential for Americans to do their practical effects on, on shit. And instead, we get bad, bad CGI graphics of blue... Of, of yellow filter. Yellow filter punch. Oh, and, and um, and I, and I shit you not, this movie starts out with three fucking minutes of credits. I shit you not, the opening credits take like three fucking minutes to get going. It's like, why? Why are you wasting three minutes of fucking credits for this? And another five minutes of Malcolm McDowell monologuing about Kenshiro and his destiny before he gets shot. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, God, uh Fucking Malcolm McDowell. I, I feel sorry for the guy because if you watch him in any movie that he made after A Clockwork Orange, you can tell he's just like, what Evil the fuck Lanko. am I doing here? <laughs> I stopped watching Evil Lenko the first 10 minutes because he was kind of unbearable. As, and especially because his name was Evil Lenko. When there's evil on that name, that's oh, actually kind of as kind of like a warning sign that it's going to be a bad movie. And then we get like opening narration and oh my god, fucking Malcolm McDowell just loves to narrate in this movie. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Like Southern then, Cross, it's a new thing and blah blah blah, whatever, who gives a shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, hey, here here's the plot of Fist of the North Star in a nutshell. Read it and so that everyone will get it. And it's like, no one's going like no one's gonna be in it for the for the exposition. They're in it for the uh, da, 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 and the psh. and oh god. I think the when the best thing about your movie is Clint Howard riding a motorcycle, killing people with a fucking revolver, you need to really rethink your fucking movie career. Yeah, yeah. If anything, actually, they, what you. Actually, um, I actually wa- listened, watched the uh, Fister Notch Rifers with my friends, and we thought it was very unbearable. Though, ev- then again, everyone's worst offense is that Ken Shiro. Well, yeah, what, one of them is that it was PG 13, but another offense is like they lack the. And then, you know, everyone just bitched about that the 
all night. That was bad. And then, you know, uh, I recommended Abdullah to watch it. And then he kind of live chatted it all. And then he just, <laughs> it was so, uh, he, he, he cannot bear it. He was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> he was just bitching the movie the whole time. And it was all hilarious. And, and it pisses me off because, like, <laughs> It really pissed me off because, like, you have all these white guys and they're all called Japanese names, but then you have an Asian woman and she's called, like, Julia or something. What the actually, fuck? Actually, in the original, he's called Yulia. The manga, they call him Yulia. They want to make it Julia so to make it sound exotic or some shit. I'm sorry, but, like, when you have a white guy called Kenshiro, yeah, you fucked up royally. Then again, who the then again, who would have been a good Kenshiro that is an actual Asian dude? Donnie Yen. Maybe. Yeah, I, Donnie I Yen. Fucking Jackie Chan. The 90s, he would have been fucking popular. Jackie Chan, Donnie Yen, Jet Li. Yeah, basically, basically, basically with the rise of the whole Chinese Chapsaki Kung Fu stuff, won't they, they would have hired an influx of like Chinese actors in there. That would have been great. At least Asian or Chinese, I don't care. Fuck, if this movie was made today, they could have just get, gotten Will Young, Will Young Lee. He could have done it. Yeah, though the thing is that um, if they were trying to make the Kentro's build in the original, I think Gary Daniels almost got it. I'm saying almost, because, you know, Kentro's supposed to be this really big, muscular guy. And then he actually, throughout the movie, he rarely even used the ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta or the fight. There's... A severe lack of fighting from his end. It's just technically moving one place to place being Jesus. Oh, God. And here's the thing. It's like, okay, Gary Daniels, former former kickboxer, badass fighter. You know, badass. To- total badass fighter. Amazing dude. Can can really, you know, do some really good choreography. But they give him shit to work with. All the fights are terrible. All the fucking fights are terrible in this. Very. And it's just really... It's really shocking because you would think that they would hire, like, more kickboxers or more mixed martial artists to, you know, do some fight choreography, but they don't. I mean, at best, they, they hired a wrestler, and that was it. Like, they hired Vader. And he, and he shows up, like, at, what, the last 30 minutes or so? So, whatever. Like, I really hate this movie. Really fucking... This movie pissed me off. And, and let's talk about Dante Briscoe. Oh, my God. Dante Basco. His name is... Basco, Briscoe, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm terrible at pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> I just call oh, yeah. him Jake Long because that's what he is in this movie. <laughs> yeah. We're going to see, we're probably going to see a lot of him in our future quests for shocky action movie people because um, future movie has him and he is... <laughs> Oh, dear God. No, I, I mean, in this movie, I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, but you should never wear your fucking hair, never dye your hair blonde, and never have it slicked back, unless you're Val Kilmer in Top Gun. That's the only person who can who is allowed to have slicked back blonde hair. Everyone else looks fucking stupid. Post-apocalyptic future. Everyone, no water. Everyone distributes Pepsi. And apparently, Dante Bosco got, dyed his hair. Yeah. I would have loved it if the, the whole debate was them wanting to get more soda, and the bad guys are like, dude, they they have Pepsi, but we're only stuck with new Coke. Excellent. So excellent. 
And, and what pisses me off, it's like, you see the opening, and the bad guys come in, and they kill everyone, but they don't take the fucking water, and I'm like, why? Water over there. <laughs> There's water. Get the water. It's like, no, kill everybody. No, just fuck everything up. Don't get the water. The most valuable source in the end. One of the more valuable sources in the entire thing. <laughs> no. Nope. And they got down downtown Julie Brown who plays like one of the resistance leaders. And he got the the fucking what was it? Black guy who was in Badass. Like he's in this for whatever reason. And I'm just like, God damn, why is this movie so terrible? Why is this movie so, such a fucking waste of time? Um that again won't that again. Would you? We, we would question. We would question the mo- much, a, much a lot about the movie. A lot, a lot about the movie adaptation. As in, unlike, unlike like the last Avenger, where everybody is like, many people are turned into white people or Indian people for some reason. Apparently, they are trying to be more diverse with the Western version of the movie, which, which could have been at least somewhat excusable in the modern movie days but back then it was like uh whatever like uh, as in i only found out about this movie on a post somewhere on facebook it's like some dude just found the fist of the north star dvd cover it's like really that exists that's it i mean it's basically an invisible movie and you all wonder why isn't this more notorious I don't know. Um, I actually found out about this when I was listening to Stone Cold's podcast, and he was interviewing he was interviewing Vader, and Vader talked about it, and I'm like, huh? They made a Fist of the North Star movie? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So basically, basically, we all wonder about why does this movie even exist? Do you think it? Do you think it? It's basically there's no not a lot of fighting. I th- there's not a lot of as adaptations go. I'm not sure. I think it's as an adaptation. It's like too fast paced for what I've heard. I don't know. I I have no I have severe lack of discernment or star experts in my in my group. So and you know it's like ev- nobody was fighting. That's the problem. Fister North Star's only true shining glory is the punching, the martial arts, and the gore, and they severely lack that. Shame. Also, I love, I hate the fucking blind kid. Fucking oh, hated her. Dude, we all hated her. She, she actually made Anakin Skywalker from the first movie like goddamn Shakespeare actor level, okay? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, wow, you are terrible. You are fucking terrible. Congrats. Congrats. <laughs> Like, it's not even a so bad it's good movie. It's so bad it's fucking terrible. And it's just like, there's no joy in it. There's just like terrible bullshit. And I swear to God, because, you know, okay, Gary Daniels is British and he he has a very thick Cockney accent. And I swear to God, he was fucking dubbed in this movie to hide his Cockney accent. Yeah, most likely. But yeah, most likely. And then, you know, apparently Gary Daniels has this, like, eyes that doesn't look threatening. As in, his fist would look threatening, but a lot of the times his eyes would always look like this calm grandfather eyes. It's like, you're like a cat. Like, like okay, let, let's just, you're you're like a wooby, okay? <laughs> Stroke Gary Daniels. 
He's part cat. So yeah, terrible fucking movie. Don't bother. Waste of time. I I made a doula suffer over it. Don't watch it. <laughs> and then the next movie is okay. Technically not a Gary Daniels movie, but he is a he's a, a supporting role. And and like I said, I'm like I don't care if it's like a main role or a supporting role. We're gonna talk about it regardless. Next movie we're gonna talk about is. Ironically enough, a Stone Cold Steve Austin movie. Yay! Again. <laughs> Yay! More Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, trust me, he's going to show up a lot more in future episodes. Trust me. Trust us. Trust us. <laughs> and it's Boston. Hunt to Kill. Want to give us backstory on this one, Sam? Uh, yeah, um, basically, Stone basically some kind of past evolving um we'll just go with this stone god had this police has this um police partner and then he's like two days away from retirement typical cliche and then they're going to go on a size to like get to like like it was like a like mexican mexican drug ring thing and they're trying to get they're trying to like Cat, they're trying to like capture a bunch of best dudes, and then for some reason, and then you know, shoot, 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 and then bam, the partner dies. Steve, and then so called Sea Garden becomes quote unquote isolated, and then you know, the only thing he has to is his daughter. And then you know, the daughter went, all- the daughter, worst actor ever, worst actor, gets kidnapped by a bunch of bad guys, and one of them is Gary Daniels, who is who is usually chill and and is is always drinking wine for some reason. And then yeah, and then you know, and then they the bad guys capture the daughter, and then they're trying to get the daughter. They they're going to go to like Canada or some shit. So they're trying to like walk walk, and then you know, so called is there and it's going to protect the daughter. And then shit happens, people people die, and you know, somehow in the end, so called the Austin and the daughter are safe. And you know, it was just all drama. Every. And it was just all uh, un- unbearable bad drama and bad special effects. The end. The end. I, I think that out of all the movies we watched for Gary Daniels month, uh, Gary Daniels whatever, this one felt like the most like a WWE Studios movie. Really Amen. did. <laughs> Amen. Because like, okay, it, it's it's not a bad movie. It's just so goddamn mediocre that I'm just like, why, why should I bother with this? Like, what's the fucking point? Like, okay, here's the problem with Stone Cold Steve Austin. He can only play two two characters. The badass. chill badass and the badass. And the chill badass, whatever. Yeah. He cannot... Whenever you ask him to actually act and show some emotion... Like when he when in this movie where he's trying to bond with his daughter, it's fucking terrible because he's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, a lot. As in, you cannot you cannot make Stone Cold emote drama. As in, it's kind of fine. It's kind of fine when Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin acts like his wrestling persona or some chill motherfucker, and that would be fine. That's why Tactical Force worked so much because he played a badass. But here we're trying to be all drama, act drama, and there's going to be like parental bonding, and you know half of the time it's like, does this dude even want to be here? <laughs> this dude does not like, want to be here. And I, I kind of hated the idea of oh he's so isolated and he lives in in the woods in the cabin, and I'm thinking to myself, then why the fuck is he taking care of his daughter then? Like that makes no fucking sense from a story 
standpoint, because, like, okay, um, he's isolated, he doesn't talk to anybody, he doesn't, like, go into town that much, nobody knows who he is, and I'm kind of thinking to myself... Divorced parents? Then why, like, why... Why is he taking care of his daughter if he's so isolated and he's like, um, oh, I can't, I can't do this. Like, can't he call his fucking wife and just ex-wife and just go, hey, you know, I can't take care of her because I'm, um, you know, my partner died. It fucked me up and I'm a loner now. Yep, that's about it. Hell, 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 all, hell, a lot of the times it's just, you know, he actually, I don't, I, a lot of the fight scenes are kind of boring and dull or, you know, it's just, except Except maybe the except the Gary Daniels and Stone Cold that was actually best. It was the only movie that that's the only what's the one of the only sh, one of the few shining moments of the movie because at least they look like they're trying to kill each other. And I think the problem with this the reason it feels like a WWE Studios movie is like again it's you know bait and switch. You know you expected a fucking predator like movie where Steve Austin runs around hunting people and killing them for fun. I would that movie. I would watch the movie uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin using wilderness tactics and 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 wooden traps and all that shit. That would have been a that would have been sweet. Yeah, I mean you expected that, but then you get a fucking dumbass generic action movie. And and what pisses me off, it's like some of the cast of Tactical Forces in this, Damn the Black it. Italian guy and and Kenny, and I'm like, wh- what? <laughs> Why would you do us? We liked you in Tactical Force. Why did you betray us? <laughs> us? Like Kenny is playing the typical douchebag hacker guy, and I'm like, okay. And the Black Italian guy, man, was he wasted? Yeah. He was just wasted. There was this. Like one scene where, where you know they kind of, he he technically assaults the daughter in a sexual assault daughter thing, and it's like oh dear God, are you trying to play that cliche face pop? Yeah, it's always again, it's like uh, you know a woman trying to you know is trying to get raped, and then you know someone comes in and saves her to show how much of a badass this character is, and I'm like a little too late for that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we already know Stone Cold is a badass from the opening mon so from the opening scene where he kills a bunch of drug dealers and I'm kinda like, why would you need to establish that he's a badass again? Whatever. Because, you know, they want to make him a badass with feelings. <laughs> oh, don't hurt my daughter. Please don't hurt my daughter. <laughs> oh yeah, and yeah, basically it's like a host uh like a host trek to Canada and you know lots of things happen and then and then a bunch of times like so-called uh, so-called disappears and then like he and then somehow reappears badassly and kills and then it was it was more or less like the everything everything that is not drama or tra- or prolonging the scene it's good but they just really like to prolong the scene so much I don't know why. And uh, we, we're talking a lot about Stone Cold, and I'm sorry we're not talking about a lot, about, about, a lot about Gary Daniels, because, again, supporting role, and there's not much he does in this. I mean, on, out of, outside of the fight, there's not much he does. Not, there's not a lot of stuff he does in this, so, you he know. Plays, he, however, <laughs> plays a very chill bodyguard dude who, who, who has wine, okay? What more can you want in acting? If if you you play chill with wine, spoiler alert. And again, like so I didn't even think that they were gonna do it. I didn't think that they were gonna have like Austin versus like you know 
Daniels in, in an actual fight, but they did, and holy shit, was, for like, holy shit, like for like 20 minutes or so, that that movie was awesome. It's like, holy shit, this is what I wanted. Why can't this? Why can't the entire movie just be this? <laughs> because they have a fu- because they have a daughter in this movie. You know, it's supposed to be emotional and shit. I don't know. Uh, why can't we just have? Savage Stone Cold Steve Austin and Gary Daniels, who plays some kind of rival, whatever, and they need to like duke each other off for for the entire movie. We would we would just like scream at each. We just like scream at saying, "Who's going to die? Who's going to die?" That that would have been a good movie. I did like the final the final death with the with the bug with the Dune buggy. That was kind of funny. <laughs> no, actually, that was like a cre- one of the most creative deaths in like in a long time. As the okay at the end is like. They're trying to they're trying to kill the main boss. Actually, okay, we'll just go. Yeah, the the guy and the daughter and the daughter hostage. They already went to Canada and then they and then they shot the guards. And yet he he just knocks the knocks the kid out. It's like uh why why would you do that? You she's useless to you. you could have just shot her. Oh yeah, I forgot Stone Cold whatever. Anyways, um yeah, and then Stone Cold gathers him fights. Incredibly long and boring fight scene that I never, I never really gave much of a shit about. And then yeah, he, he, a lot of times it's like fake death. He falls down, fake death. He, 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 he something fake death. And then yeah, and then they, and then the daughter comes out and they get out of the sewage part thing, the final scene. And then the guy is still alive. You know, Stone Cold then go, get, gets the ATV and then like crashes it to the bad guy. <laughs> By the ATV, by the by the side. And I love, I love his line. He's like, "Well, I hunt to kill," and I'm like, "Oh, there you go. That's the Stone Cold I know and love." <laughs> and then, and then, he, and then he like shoots the dude with a, and then he shoots the ATV with a flare gun, and then you know the cool guys don't look at explosions type of thing, which failed. And that was actually a very creative death scene. Yeah, I'm like, reason. why couldn't the movie be like that? You know, cheesy bullshit, you know? Because drama! Drama ruins everything in cool, cheesy B-movies. I, I mean, I'm sorry, I don't I don't watch Stone Cold, you know, play a sympathetic character. I watch him to be a badass motherfucker who kicks people's asses and doesn't give a shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Man. By the way, this is not the last Stone Cold movie we're going to talk about. He's going to show up in a lot more movies. <laughs> Yeah, apparently, 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 spoiler alert, very future episode, very future episode would have Stone Cold on it. He will be sitting down and drinking alcohol, all chill. <laughs> While drunk up his ass, <laughs> explaining exposition. Ex- the actors drew dream, doing absolutely nothing while... Drink while spouting expositions while I believe he's reading off a goddamn script somewhere in the background. <laughs> and he's drunk! I swear to god, he was drunk in that scene. He's like, blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear god. We will, but we'll talk about that somewhere later. Also, but... ju- ju- just so you know, Sam, there's a Stone Cold yeah. Steve Austin and Dolph Lundgren movie. We'll, uh, We'll plan that. Let us <laughs> let us let us not make our audience get spoiled too much. You they know too much now. Damn it. <laughs> it's like it's the same people showing up all over again. It's Gary Daniels, Dante Basco, 
Michael J. White, you know, all these guys, they keep showing up in the, the fucking same shit. <laughs> Schlock, direct-to-DVD culture. <laughs> a culture that we need to tackle deep into. So that's Hunt to Kill. And moving on to the final and best Dick Gary Daniels movie ever made, and that is debatable. No, it's debatable. not. It is, it, it is the best Gary Daniels movie ever made. A Witness to a Kill, a.k.a. Diamond Cut Diamond. Mm. Uh, this yeah, movie uh, is fucking awesome. <laughs> it is movie, amazing. This movie knows how to be a B movie. Though not as good as Tactical Force, it knows how to be an 80s action movie. And that I applaud. And, you know, for, from a personal voice actor bias, Gideon Emery is in this goddamn movie. And he <laughs> and his lo- and his entrance was awesome. I, it's like, do you know the luck of the Irish? No. Are you Irish? But I don't! Fucking punch in the face under like one half a second. Thank you. Oh god, I love I love this movie because again, it's it's a typical schlocky plot where it's like, oh, someone's smuggling diamonds in Africa, and and Captain Stone is the only one who can stop them, and it's just so fucking dumb. dumb. Basically, it's every every schlocky action movie cliche, but done in a way that's at least. Into Gary Daniels' element, we get a unexpected, lo- a quote-unquote love triangle between a reporter and apparently German person. I for- I don't know what her role. I forgot her role. And then there's also the and then a fun villain. And oh, really, I love him. He was so awesome. Oh. So many one-liners. <laughs> so many very good one-liners. I actually. And then you know so many awkward. Oh tricks. God, I love those two. I love those two British uptight guys who are like, oh, you can't do this. Oh, oh, oh. it's unethical. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> just this movie is so fucking stupid, and I'm like, how does this exist? How does something this awesome exist? <laughs> Fun story. We just found this. Mo- I just found this movie on YouTube. I don't know. I don't want to tell you the details, but I just found this video on YouTube, and you know it was. I wanted to download this movie right after I first watched it, but I can't because YouTube downloaders <laughs> suck. Because <laughs> you watch this and you're like, "Wow, this is so fucking stupid!" And and get this, the bad guys when they when they're planning their heist, all the guys start all the crooks wear a Michael Jackson mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God! As in every cliche in the book. And yet they do it in a way that's actually good. They actually tie it up together, go with the elements and all that shit. It's so fucking cheesy. That's what I love it. I love the fact that fucking Gary Daniels' character's name isn't is fucking Captain. That's his actual fucking name. Captain. <laughs> Captain Stone. <laughs> yeah, even his name screams the blast hard cheese. He'll never. He won't. He won't be the blast or cheese, but he'll still be the Captain Stone for us. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, this is this is a Gary Daniels movie that I wanted. It's like it's cheesy as fuck. Gary Daniels doesn't have to put that much effort because again, the script is fucking garbage, but he just makes it work. Like the stunts are great, the the action is great. It's just the characters are act, act, the characters are actually fun in a, in an awkwardly bad way. <laughs> And that's it. It's just TLDR, please watch it somewhere. 
I don't think they have a torrent, but there's a YouTube somewhere. I secretly wish I secretly don't want to tell you this, but there's a YouTube video involving this movie. Please watch it for us. It's going to blow your mind. Oh god, and the ending where it's the typical oh I got a hostage. <laughs> yeah. He, he the fucking ho- kicks the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid, but it's so awesome. Yeah, this is what all schlocky movies strive to be. Schlocky, but goddamn awesome. <laughs> and I love how the opening scene is Gary Daniels training his soldiers, and we never see them again, ever. Actually, you only, you you can't, you kind of see them when they're already, like, capturing the they're already like capturing the. They're already like getting the almost the final third act. They were actually they're in the third act, especially um Gideon's character who's like uh how do y'all rally? <laughs> like okay okay, and I'm here to save you and all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I love like, the German woman. The German woman. The fact that they actually got a German actress and they actually got her to speak German for half the movie was just made me laugh so much. <laughs> really did. I mean, after all, the logic was kind of hilarious. I mean, like once, I, like the reporter escapes, and then and then the report, the and then you know Gary Daniel saves the reporter. It's like, no, we have you want like we should go back there and you should go back there and save the German. He goes, no, nope, no, nope, we're not gonna do we're gonna we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do it until we get hostages. Like, and then there's like an argument, and then I don't know who, the final word, and then somebody ends it, and then they all okay, fine, we'll not. And it's like that was kind of <laughs> cheap. You could have just saved them now. You're Gary fucking Daniels. You could have just like roundhouse everybody there. And I just love, I just love the uptight British guys that that are his bosses. Yeah. They're just so fucking dumb. And I love, oh god, I love the opening scene as well, where you know after the after the um after the training montage, he's like, oh Captain Stone, your country needs you, and he goes <laughs> on a helicopter, goes to a fucking mansion, and is greeted by a butler. I'm like, come and- on, come on. <laughs> What type of captain, ha- what kind of captain, captain has a mansion and has an Alfred-like character, I swear. <laughs> when that butler showed up, I'm like, I'm sold. This movie is awesome. Okay, this- <laughs> oh, God. It shouldn't have been called a witness to a kill. It should have just been called Gary Daniels goes to fucking Africa. <laughs> no, no. How about this? Gary Daniels fucks everyone up because diamonds. <laughs> Oh god! And the villain! Oh my god! I swear to God, they could. What makes the villain so great is like he's over the top, he's goofy, and he looks like David fucking Bowie. <laughs> and I still remember the, all those one-liners, and you know it. The dude, ha- let's, let's just face it: when you get a fun, when you when you get all those cheesy shit together and put them in a movie and you finally get to sold us. You finally sold us, Gary Daniels. I salute <laughs> you for witness to a kill. And overall, what did you think of Gary Daniels? Was this experiment worth it? Is he our Pierre Kirby or is there someone else who's going to be our Pierre Kirby? <laughs> the thing about Gary Daniels is, is that he he has a lot of good fight. He is good. He is a good fighter. He is just in really, really wrong movies. Yeah, he's 
he just has he has yeah lots of <laughs> wrong movies. You just pick the wrong movies and stuff. But, and here's the thing, like, he's actually done a lot of other movies, he's done, like, a lot of action movies and stuff like that, but I'm just shocked that he's not more popular, to be quite honest. Yeah, I think he only got popular in the first Expendables. And he was in that, and you would think, like, you know, he was in the first Expendables, and you would think, like, a more mainstream audience would be familiar with his work now that he was in first Expendables, but not really, he's still, like, doing straight-to-DVD schlock. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know... Tekken. <laughs> oh, the more you say that, the more I'm tempted to just do a Tekken episode. <laughs> Don't. I, I I said nothing. Cancel. Cancel whatever I said. Because <laughs> you put Cancel me through knucklehead, said. okay? You put me through knucklehead. <laughs> fine, fine. You put me through knucklehead and fucking fist of the North Star. You will fucking suffer for this. <laughs> God. Alright, alright. I'll watch Tekken with you. Sure. But I already watched, like, Tekken 2 Kazuya's Revenge, which is worse. <laughs> A lot worse. <sighs> I've... No, that, that, that's too easy. Like, that Tekken is just a too, e- too easy movie to pick yeah, on. Yeah, that's why... much worse. <laughs> well, well, we can try Retrograd. <laughs> Retrograde. Retrograde. And it's the first time partnered with Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> oh, God. We got... Okay. Should I spoil the surprise about the next episode we're going to do? Fine. We've, we, 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 will give them, we will give them what they want so that they would expect it. Sure. Next, the, the episode we're currently working on is a Michael J. White episode. Because he was good at Tactical Force and he was fucking awesome. Eat my grandma. <laughs> and we're going to do the same thing. We're going to talk about like three movies, but here's what happened with that. We watched Blood and Bone, and we, we had a problem with that. We were like, oh shit, this movie is actually fucking good. Yes. <laughs> like, really competently made, which is just like, god damn it. <laughs> yeah. The only actual downside was... um. Daniel Bosco because he kind of ruined the flow of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Apart from that, Jesus sweet Christ, it was so cheesy yet so fucking awesome that you just can't look away. Every minute of him fighting counts as something, as magic. Even... Even the final scene had probably me and probably Abdullah for some reason, like, like there's like some it just gets, it's one of those movies that I went in with low expectations, and then when I saw it, I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I'm kind of on the fence now because I'm like, should we do Undisputed too? Because I've heard a lot of good things about Undisputed too, and you know, goddamn, <laughs> I'm so tempted to watch that now. <laughs> yeah. Hell, how about we just yeah, and then. There's also this the latest movie that he got, which is another movie with Stone Cold Steve Austin called Chain no, of Command. No, 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 we're, we're going to talk about that when we get to it, because that needs a fucking hour of discussion. Oh, <laughs> An hour of two dudes on a late movie, so we'll basically spoil everyone. It's it, I mean, it's just released this year, and then we, all, we just got this movie, and we just watched it as like... Okay. Okay. It, it, it's it's After Effects, the fucking movie. Okay, that's what it is. Yes. 
Yes, it was. But hey, and Steve... so I'm kind of we're kind of tempted to do like I don't know what's gonna happen with it because like because here's the thing like we. We, when we talk about bad movies here, we talk about, like, so bad they're great movies. But yeah. the problem with Blood with blood and Bone is, like, it's just too well done. It's too well competent. It's, just, it's too fucking awesome. Yeah, it's, just, it's too good. It's not, like, too... It's not, like, a bad... It's so bad it's good, like, tactical force. No, this is a fucking... Wow. <laughs> this is actually really good, and I can't, can't really make fun of it that much, because it's just, it's just going to be me sitting sitting for an hour talking about how great the fight scenes were and just how and badass Michael J. White was, so I, I don't know. Yeah. Basically we can't okay. say we can't say anything. Just watch them just watch Blood and Bone, please. It's good. <laughs> Fucking hell! Just, just watch it. Don't and we're gonna talk of- about it. And we're gonna talk about it anyway, because goddamn, there's much. Still a fucking great movie that needs more love. Goddamn it. <laughs> yeah, Michael J. White is is the Pierre Kirby. <laughs> Gary Neal's could have been like a secondary Pierre Kirby, but I will believe Michael J. White is our Pierre Kirby. Why wow, Black Dynamite? Why? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, we have actually a lot of action stars to watch and learn about when when they go direct to DVD, as in we've seen a lot. We're planning uh, but here's the right? thing, and I think we're, we we do a lot of action stuff, so I don't know if you want to like do something else. Eh. No comedies, no. Please, please, no more comedies after Knucklehead. Just, no. just no more, no more. <laughs> Should we go back to Blood Schlocky Horror? I can't really Should find Blood Bad Schlocky Horror though. Yeah. True. Eh, maybe we should just stick to action for a while until we can find what arch we can find something good that we would actually hate. Because okay. <laughs> okay. so, uh, you know what? While I'm here, I'll, I'll just drag this episode a little bit longer because you know we did talk about shitty. I just want to make one thing clear: like we, we did talk about like mainstream like the haunted house series but we only did the we only did a haunted house because of the lost knucklehead episode because yeah. we we had lost the episode because the recording was so bad on my end and i'm like i can't release this let's watch something else so i'm like okay let's watch a haunted house and those movies are probably the most mainstream movies we're going to talk about we talked about on this show we're gonna dig de- we're gonna dig a lot more obscure shit this time. We promise you, we will find all the bad obscure shit. Do you gotta watch? Fucking Dol- of- Fucking Dolph Lundgren can give us like a. Oh my god. Dolph a treasure, Lundgren. a treasure of obscure <laughs> badness. We're going to dig deep. We're gonna dig deep. Watch us. Watch us hard. Oh god, there there was this movie called Evil Speak that I have not seen, and it's the only horror movie starring Clint Howard in the main role. <laughs> Really now, wait. Evil speak? What's it about? Okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. Weird looking. <laughs> I think we can watch this. And, okay, like we talked about, okay, we talked about, what was it? Haunted House, and, and you can say, okay, but, but you guys talked about Draft Day, and that was a big, big budget movie. And I'm like, yeah, I talked about Draft Day because I saw it on TV, and I thought this was just so fucking funny. We have to give it more nor- notoriety. Somehow. The rules. Some- you, you first. Sorry. The rules of the of the show are pretty simple. Like either it's obscure schlock or obscure big budget schlock. Basically schlock, no matter what. Yeah. The <laughs> and after a haunted house and knucklehead, I'm not doing any more comedies. That's you know comedies. No, I'm not doing comedies. No more comedy, uh, please. <laughs> 
alright, no comedies, because I don't want to suff- make you suffer through anything anymore. Sorry. <laughs> and no more Big Show movies, please. No more Big Show movies, no more WWE Studios movies. I know they released a bunch of more movies than when we last talked about them, but no more, please. No more WWE movies. <laughs> yeah. They're all the fucking same. <laughs> yeah. Alright, alright. Well, okay, I'll, pr- I'll promise you. No big show, no comedy, no WWE studios, whatever. Oh god, shit, we gotta talk about Scooby Doo and Kiss. I gotta do that as well. Fuck, I forgot we had to do that. Oh as yeah, well. wait, we didn't even tell them about the WWE and the Scooby Doo, and then Scooby Doo and Kiss, and then Scooby Doo and. and then Flintstones and WWE. <laughs> you wanna <laughs> review those? <laughs> I just want to review the Kiss and Scooby-Doo one, because I'm, I'm thinking to myself, we actually live in a world where this exists. <laughs> Scooby-Doo and Kiss, okay, that, that, that's, a, that's a new one. Yep, anyway. Scooby-Doo and Kiss, fucking Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren's going to give us a lot of fucking movies to talk about, because he's done a lot of DVD schlock. Oh, wait, do you... So do you want you want to talk about a bad Mike? You want to talk about more bad Michael J. White movies to, we can recommend, or do you want to surprise them instead? Because I'm thinking no. Here, here's the problem with Michael J. White in general. The dude is fucking awesome. He's good. He's charismatic. He's not he's not as cheesy and and one note as like say a Gary Daniels or a yeah. fucking Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, and he can fucking fight. Yeah! God damn. Fine, no more Michael J. White. He's already too awesome for us. No, no, I don't I don't want to say no more Michael J. White, because come on. Yeah, no, okay. I, I, that would be disrespectful to the man, because I'm like, Fine. no, no, sir. You, you, you are awesome, you burn my respect, you're our goddamn Pierre Kirby, yes. and you are the standard. You are the fucking standard that we will judge these movies by now. <laughs> yes, you are based. That's you are based. We will we will respect you. And then and again, chain of command. <laughs> and of course, there's gonna be more Steve Austin movies. Cause come on, <laughs> dude's just entertaining. <laughs> he's just he's done a lot of schlock that I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. If we're gonna do like one wrestler themed movie, it's gonna be Steve Austin related movies. Cause he's you know he's yeah. awesome. I can't stop talking about him. <laughs> Though he has been in a lo- a lot of bad bad movies as well. You said you said um you said before that he was in a movie in a Karate Kid rip off where um he plays as the quote unquote Mr. Miyagi. Oh, knockout. Yeah, I saw that today. That was uh I I think that's really disappointing because it's not a bad movie. It's just really cheesy and just really boring. It's like, oh, okay. It's a family movie with Stone Cold. Oh, boy. So he can't swear. He can't beat up anybody. He's just there to give advice. (laughs) Okay. So would you you watch this movie if Stone Cold Steve Austin actually has his wrestling persona in there? Oh, God, I'd pay money to see that. (laughs) (laughs) Who wouldn't? Opening up a can of beer, you know, spraying it all over himself. God damn. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> like, you know, a fe- the Rick and Morty of the future. <laughs> Rick and Morty of the movies. <laughs> Marty, Marty, we gotta go back to the future. And the only way to do that, Marty, is if you suck my phone. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just love those shorts so much. Marty, Marty, you gotta suck my balls. The only way to do that is to suck my balls. Wait. So, it t- imagine this. Stone called Steve Austin in basically every boring movie just using his w- wrestling persona. <laughs> The end. You finally got oh, her Schindler's List was stuck. <laughs> <laughs> every, every awkward horror, every awkward haunted house with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, the most. Oh, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> no, as in he'll still be his wrestling persona. He'll probably, he'll, he'll probably like, he'll probably like kick. Yeah, he probably kicked. Yeah, he'll probably kick Mar- Marlon Wayans' ass at the end or some shit. He probably like, or yeah. He Look was already him. in a he was already in a fucking Adam Sandler movie for God's sake, and that was just sad. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's why I'm like, you know what? I'd rather watch his fucking you know straight to DVD movies because at least they they allow him to be a fucking badass at least. <laughs> yeah. So basically. Holy shit! I gotta make this drag out because, like, we haven't recorded in like a fucking month or so. So, so you know, <laughs> so oh, so we should have this a little segment, imaginary segment, like shit Abdullah and Sam watched this week. <laughs> well, what did you watch this week? I already told you I watched Knockout. I I watched. An art house film called Vase de Noches, aka the pig fucking movie. I saw a dude fuck a pig. <laughs> there, I said it. Oh god. But it wasn't exactly literal quote unquote sex. Rather, it's try, it's try, it's just like in a view. It's just a, a dude just like, just like acting like he's trying to have sex with, but it's it's not doing anything. Somehow, in the somehow, um, TLDR, very very retarded, very very retarded farmer has sex with a pig, and he he shows signs of this mental illness shit, and then, and then and he puts like dolls heads on pigeons, he poops on jars and he brews them as tea, and yeah, he fucks a pig, and the pig apparently has kids. And so the dude was, like, trying to take care of the pigs, but the piglets don't like him, so they all... So the dude, like, hangs the pig. Hangs all the little pigs. The mom pig found out and killed himself by drowning in the mud. And then the guy got the guy got incredibly crazy and killed himself because of it. The end. It's so artsy, man. It's so pretentiously artsy. <laughs> it's, it's like necromantic, where the entire thing is supposed to be one big metaphor for safe sex, and it's like... How do we give? Uh, how do we say that in an artsy movie? Oh, just have a woman fuck a corpse for, <laughs> for fucking an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, apparently it's it's what you Um, it is up for it is pretty much on a, a very very. In, it actually just makes me realize that what do you call this? That. Farmers are not supposed to be like the nice kind. Oh, I want to help in the farm, and then and then you know, Vasudevan just made it all, made it break all the nice farmer stereotypes. Thank you. 
<laughs> That'll do, pig. That'll, That'll do. do. <laughs> I ruined Bay yeah. for everyone forever. <laughs> yeah. Congrats. So yeah, that's pretty much it, and we'll see you all later. Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Not really. Bye bye. <laughs>